Hello and welcome to Wednesday Live by Sobirov's Law Firm. My name is Rahmat Sobirov. I'm the managing lawyer at, at this boutique law firm located in Toronto. As promised last week, we will be delving into the recent changes and clarifications related to Entrepreneur Work Permit Program, usually referred to as C11 Work Permit. So today's topic is C11 work permit and there, there has been some clarifications, some changes by the Immigration Canada and we will delve into this, um, this subject today and I ask for your patience because it's a long topic and I have some slides to share with you. However, for those who are joining us for the first time, uh, this live session happens every, every Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Toronto time and whatever you hear in these live sessions is general information only. Legal advice should be obtained from a licensed immigration lawyers like the lawyers at Sobirov's law firm. So, um, and the way it works usually is I present my topic and then I take enough time to answer all your questions that you may have. I see that on, on the YouTube side, there are already some questions coming to me. Usually how it works is um, I bring the questions to the screen uh, in the following way, uh, sorry, in the following way, right? And then try to answer them as much as I can. If I cannot answer them at, in these sessions, I will reserve that question and I'll come back to you if you leave your question as a comment in, underneath, underneath this video, okay? And as you can see today, I'm in a different setting because there's some renovation going on on the, on the second floor where I usually sit. Today is my ad hoc uh, office and I want to start with something uh, more interesting than <laughs> immigration. Um, today is a great game of uh, France versus Morocco in the World Cup. I hope you're enjoying World Cup so far. And tell me which team will win today. So it's, it's curious. I will be watching that game today uh, at 2 p.m. Toronto time. And I hope you will enjoy the game too if you are a, a football or soccer fan. Okay, um, welcome to this session. And uh, I will start with my presentation. So what happened in uh, recently, what happened is in November, Immigration Canada came up with more clarifications and some changes to the Entrepreneur Work Permit programs. And this is the update mostly relevant for 2023. However, I believe the new changes have been implemented by uh, Immigration Canada as we speak. And we will get you more and more details as we submit new C11 applications. Yesterday, we got two new approvals for our clients. And please stay tuned and, uh, for the latest updates on success stories of those two clients, and we will share it with pleasure with our audience. Uh, before I start, maybe you can share, us, uh, share with me where you're joining us from and what brings you to this live show. Uh, I would love to hear from my audience, and it's always great to hear your comments, feedback, and I appreciate for that. Okay, so... Um, there were some changes in November and we will delve into those changes. The Significant Benefit Work Permit Program, and I will highlight the word work permit, it's not a permanent residence program, it's 
work permit program. IRCC published an, a new policy document in November 2022 regarding the C11 significant benefit work permit program in which it has modified and clarified the program requirements, okay? The new policy provides more clarity for us and for our clients, I hope. So let's delve into those, um, those uh, little subjects that IRCC mentioned. First of all, IRCC notes in, the, in, the, in its policy document is there are two types of candidates that um, apply for C11 work permit. One is permanent uh, permanent residence applicants, let's say, uh, for these are the business candidates who have already received a letter of support from any Canadian province under entrepreneur streams of those PNPs, provincial nominee programs, and though and they are seeking now uh, work permits to come and start working under PNP, and also those who are trying to get a work permit after getting a letter of support under the and applying under, uh, for permanent residence under uh, startup visa. So two, two types of candidates within the first category is PNP candidates. Second, startup visa applicant candidates who have applied, who, are, who have applied for permanent residence and now want to come to Canada to start their startup operation. So this is the category of permanent applicants, right? Second is the most common ones are temporary work permit applicants. These are all other entrepreneurs and self-employed individuals seeking entry to Canada to do business on a temporary basis. So today we will only focus on this second category, i.e. Uh, temporary because most of the entrepreneurs entering Canada would probably not have a provincial support letter or a letter from a designated organization under the startup visa program. So the, the, the main focus is category two, okay? And, and the, the interesting part is that these two categories are recognized. So these are found to be eligible to, to apply for C-11 work permit. And this is a clarification for those who are, who are not familiar with C-11. It's uh, clear from the IRCC website that they say it's a you know, co copy-paste from the website. There are two categories of foreign nationals who seek entry to Canada as business owners. These are those who seek entry uh, on a temporary basis and those who seek entry on a permanent basis who came through provincial programs or um, startup programs. Okay. Um, the changes overall, in my perception, are good and bad, right? okay? And I would like to know your opinion after this presentation, whether the changes are good or bad in your opinion, okay? Some are good and some are not so good. So the new rules say, and IRCC clarifies, that even self-employed individuals can apply for the C-11 work permit. This was, not, this was a bit ambiguous topic an ambiguous issue in, the, in, in previous uh, version of the IRCC policy, prior to this rule, the new rule, it was not clear if uh, self-employed individuals could apply for C11 since job creation for those other than the self-employed person, right? For Canadians and Canadian residents was one of the most important considerations for C11 applications. So 
That has been clarified and now IRCC says yes, C11 also can be obtained by self-employed individuals who don't hire anyone other than their themselves and their family members. So the definition of self-employed was is provided in that policy. It says basically self-employed is a person who works for themselves as the owner of the business and rarely hires people outside of their family members. So self-employed is establishes a company, hires himself as an employee, and the second paragraph clarifies this further, while many individuals are the owners of the business, they typically carry out all the responsibilities of an employee. So this is clearly self-employed category and C11 applies to that category with this new clarification by IRCC. Now, you should, you should, your heart should rest in peace in terms of like, are you worried about self-employed or not? So C11, it still applies to you. And also uh, IRCC clarified the, who is an entrepreneur in their view. It's a person who organizes and operates a business or businesses, not only one, but many businesses, uh, it can, they can operate several businesses at the, at, this, at the same time, taking on greater than normal financial risks to do so. They hire employees other than their family members to carry out the activities of the business in Canada. So this is very clear and uh, both of them, uh, self-employed and entrepreneurs, are eligible to apply. Important note here, let's pause a little bit. Many of our clients, they ask this question. If I work as a self-employed entrepreneur under C11, uh, is, does my experience of working in Canada count as the experience for the Canadian experience class under Express Entry Program? And IRCC here helps us to clarify, no, it does not count for that Canadian experience class program, okay? That experience does not count, so you need to uh, you know, um, may, may, this is an important note by IRCC. So new rules. Uh, new rules emphasize a lot uh, the fact that uh, work permits are temporary for a certain period of time. Uh, te- temporary nature of, the in, of engagement has been emphasized by the new, new rules. A self-employed person or an entrepreneur must include evidence. That's a must include evidence. There is no option that the work in Canada is of a temporary or seasonal nature and that they have plans to leave Canada within a specified period of time. That carbon copy from IRCC website, foreign nationals should not become de facto permanent residents simply because they are self-employed in their own businesses in Canada. That's a clarification. So you need to prove in your C-11 application that your engagement in Canada is of temporary nature, okay? Um, That's a clarification. Dual intent remains the same and nothing has changed, but some clarification is necessary here, is although applicants may have a dual intent to seek status as temporary workers and eventually as permanent residents, because remember, um, there are two categories, right? At the beginning of my uh, presentation, permanent resident category are the ones who come through PNPs or startup visa and they apply for C11 work permit. Even those who have dual intent 
They want to come temporarily, but actually they want to stay permanently. They must always satisfy the officer, the IRCC officer, that they will leave Canada at the end of the temporary period. Okay, still, which means that uh, from the IRCC's words, the applicant must be able to demonstrate that their work in Canada will be of a temporary nature, that they maintain the capacity and willingness to leave Canada, and they and that they maintain stronger, stronger ties to their residents outside of Canada. So stronger than the than the ties in Canada, right? So you when you come under C11, you, you can bring your family, you can start your business, you have some ties in Canada. However, you need to prove that you have a stronger ties in your home country. So this brings me to a question, very common question by my clients and my international audience is, can I, this is the very uh, frequently asked question, can I sell all my assets in my home country and apply for C11 to come to Canada? My, my, my suggestion, it's not legal advice, but my observations and tips is it's not advisable to do so. It will be hard to prove the temporary nature of your work, of your stay in Canada, and your stronger ties to your home country. So when you sell all your assets, uh, for whatever money you, you gather from those assets, many people say, I have house, I have a farm, I have so-and-so. I, if I sell those, then I can afford investing into an, a business in Canada and coming to Canada on C11 work permit. I say don't do that because now Canada really wants you to have stronger ties to your home country while you are on C11 work permit, okay? So that's, uh, let me clarify that. So documents, related to documents, there ha has been some clarifications and stronger wording. The IRCC clarified the list of documents that applicants now must provide in the C11 application. Before these changes, before the, this new policy, the, those documents were suggested as optional. These documents underneath the, were suggested as optional. The wording was could include, okay, could means optional. But now the IRCC is using the wording must provide in their policy, which makes these documents mandatory. So what are these documents? An indication of the temporary nature, the document that proves the, that you will be engaged temporarily in Canada on, 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 in your Canadian business. An indication of the temporary nature of their stay to satisfy an officer that they will leave Canada and are not attempting to become de facto permanent residents. And you, you may discuss the word de facto permanent residents. Basically, uh, there's a uh, legal jargon, de jure de facto. De jure uh, permanent resident means that you have a document proving you are permanent residents. De facto permanent resident means you spend most of your time and you have stronger ties to Canada, although you are on a temporary work permit, that may be qualified as de facto permanent residence. In fact, the, a permanent resident. And the second uh, set of documents that they want, uh, to want, want you to provide is letters of support from related organizations in Canada, such as local or regional economic development or, or 
organizations or chambers of commerce. So these are two documents that now will be the focus of, in addition to other documents, of course, business plan, incorporation documents, and so on. In addition to that, these two new documents have been uh, inserted by IRCC as a must-have documents. Okay, um, excuse me. I need to, I'm, I'm enjoying my Canada drive because it's getting cold in Canada and we love drinking ginger ale during cold, cold season. Okay, um, IRCC clarified what is significant benefit. This is very, very um, important for myself, for my legal team and for my clients. So let's see what was before the changes, okay? What was the status quo before the changes? Before the changes, the IRCC's analysis of significant benefit would look something like this. Uh, the question would be, is the work likely to create a viable business that will benefit Canadian or permanent resident workers or provide economic stimulus? Second, does the applicant have a particular background or skills that will improve the viability of the business? Is there a business plan that clearly shows that the applicant has taken steps to initiate their business and finally, has the applicant taken some serious measures and steps to put the business plan in action? That's uh, you know, having financial ability to begin the business, paying the expenditures, renting the place, lease agreement, having a staffing you know, HR plan, obtaining business numbers, showing ownership documents, and so on. This is still the case. However, now a new addition, new, a new clarification has been uh, added to this is these are the four questions that uh, Canada, uh, IRCC will uh, ask in their analysis of your C11 work permit is, does the applicant have the language abilities? Remember, the, here, um, number two, does the, does the applicant have a particular background or skills? We, when, when we were doing um, C11s in the past, we would also emphasize language skills, although they were not clearly mentioned. Now. Canada IRCC says, do they have enough language skills needed to operate the business? That's a, another commonly asked question by our audience. Do I need to speak English? Do I need to show ILTS in order to op operate a convenience store in Canada? Right. So previously, that wasn't the mandatory thing. It would be great to have because... As a non-English speaking owner of the convenience store, you may hire someone local, a student or, or a resident in Canada to, who speaks, who speaks um, uh, English language in, in, on certain level to work for your convenience store. Now, you, you need to answer this question. Do you have uh, language abilities needed to operate the business? And second, is the business of a temporary nature? We, again, again and again, uh, IRCC is emphasizing the temporary nature of your engagement in Canada. For example, is it a seasonal business? For example, you will be, uh, I don't know, renting skis in a uh, ski resort during winter time or something like that. And the third additional question uh, to analyze significant benefit is, is the, is the foreign national establishing a long-term business that will require their presence, his or her presence indeterminately. For example, an auto mechanic shop. Are you, so in that respect, which means that all season business, 
There's no temporary nature of auto mechanic shop, right? You open the business, you run the business. So especially self-employed uh, people who, wanna, who want to work in their own shop uh, will have to uh, respond to this question of IRCC. This is, a, this is how uh, the IRCC officers will think going forward. And the final uh, consideration of significant benefit would be what are, the, what are any spin-off benefits from the self-employment of the applicant? So yes, you will employ yourself, but what is that self-employed status, the fact that you are self-employed in your own business, does it have any spin-off effects, positive effects to your local, that local economy where you will operate or any other benefits from your operations? So, Remember, C11 work permit is not only economic benefit, there's a cultural and athletic sports benefit too. So this, is, this whole thing will be analyzed by, um, by the IRCC officer. So existing criteria stays there. In addition to that, this is new uh, points of analysis of significant benefit. So let's see what kind of examples of significant benefit IRCC is providing in its policy. Examples by IRCC include the following. They pay attention to the location of the business, right? If you remember in our previous presentations of uh, related to C11, I always tell that location is important, where you will do your business. For example, in this example, IRCC clearly mentions opening a convenience store located on Young Street in Toronto, and Young Street is the main the biggest street in starting from downtown Toronto all the way to, to the northern part of Toronto, GTA. It's a long, I think, one of the longest streets in the world. Opening a convenience store there that hires two extra people would not make any real difference to any local economy. That's the, their position, right? And adding two extra jobs is not significant in this scenario. However, another analysis of location, location of your business in small towns and rural areas. But if that same convenience store is established in a small rural area where the nearest grocery store is 20 kilometers away, then it may be a benefit as it would hire from a much smaller pool of candidates, of local people in that location, where jobs may be scarce, so there are a few jobs, but in the rural area, you open a, a shop and then you hire two people. That's, that's a significant contribution. And it could enhance the economies of other businesses around the store by attracting people to that area. So now you can see the same store in big city, city like Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, Calgary, or in small towns, so there are there's a there's a difference in analysis and approach and qualifying it whether it's a significant benefit or not. An example with franchise, uh, many of our clients they are interested in franchise. IRCC gives an example of franchise of Tim Hortons. Very popular Tim Hortons is like um, if you don't know Tim Hortons then. You should go and search. It's like Starbucks of Canada, but not as good as Starbucks, I will be honest. Coffee is so-and-so. Uh, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. So the franchise option of Tim Hortons. Uh, the example puts a question that is it the only Tim Hortons in the town? 
and therefore attracting many people into the town from a much broader area, like a highway and people are coming to drink coffee to your uh, Tim Hortons in in a small town? Or is it one of many small, uh, one of many Tim Hortons in a small radius in a city where opening, opening a Tim Hortons would not have significant impact. It will be just another coffee shop, right? So that's, that's what, uh, what will be the focus, uh, interestingly, the focus of, of IRCC going forward when it comes to C11 work permit and significant benefit analysis. All right. <clears throat> Okay, for those who, are, who have joined us uh, recently, please feel free to put your questions into the comments section and I will come back to your questions after this presentation. Well, I'm halfway through. It's a big topic and I want you to grasp the main, uh, main features of these new changes, okay, of those new changes. Okay, no minimum investment amount. That now has been a clarification not something new we knew that there was no minimum amount but now it has been clearly stated by IRCC they say IRCC uh, IRC has clearly stated that there's no minimum investment amount for the program the focus is now not on the investment amount or how many employees the business creates but the, the focus would be on what kind of impact does your business have or will make on the local community and regional economy. That's the analysis. Of course, uh, you may say the more you invest, the more impact you have. Yes. However, you cannot say, oh, I invested $2 million. I will definitely get the visa, right? Because, for example, in, in this scenario, Tim Hortons, Tim Hortons in a big city costs $5 million, right? For example, five, uh, good locations may cost 5 million, 2 million, whatever, millions of dollars. But that may not be qualified as a significant benefit, as, as we can see in this example by IRCC. So the, the amount of money is not the determining point right now. So the determining point will be the impact that your business will have on the local economy. IRCC on the investment amount, this is copy-paste from their website. They say, when officers are reviewing the significant benefits of the proposed business, it is not necessarily the type of business, sole proprietorship, franchise, corporation, or or something like that, that makes it a significant benefit, or even how much is spent on it. These are not uh, necessary, this is not what makes it significant. Instead, it is how it provides opportunities for Canadians or permanent residents or a benefit to a local regional economy. So you may, do, you, do you think it's clear now or is it become even vague, more vague than, than before? I think uh, with a skillful lawyer and a great argumentation and great preparation of documents, this gives a lot of flexibility to argue that your, uh, that your business will be a benefit. See, the amount is not important, but the, the effect of your business is important. So it's a great opportunity for lawyers to argue that even a small business in a small community has massive in, impact to that community. So it's a, it's, it's a flexibility, and I, and I like this clarification. Uh, 
by IRCC. What has not changed, what did not change, is ownership rules. Uh, at least 50%, those, that person who wants to come to Canada should own at least 60, uh, 50% of uh, the Canadian business. So the uh, IRCC clarifies this issue. And uh, the issues of uh, work permits for temporary self-employed workers or entrepreneurs should be considered only when the applicant controls at least 50% of the business in question. This is the wording by IRCC. Where an individual is a partial owner with a smaller percentage and is coming to work in the business, they are required to apply for work permit as an employee rather than as a self-employed person and may therefore require an LMIA. Remember, C-11 work permit is an LMIA ex exempt work permit, okay? So if you are not owning 50% of the business, at least 50%, and you want to still work for that business as a small partner, then you are not a self-employed person, you are an employee for whom the business has to obtain, may have to obtain uh, LMIA, okay? And ability to apply for permanent resident has not changed. At the beginning of my presentation, I mentioned the permanent category of applicants. Um, uh, they can apply through PNP to permanent residence or a, a startup visa or by adding 50 to 200 points in express entry when the self-employed or entrepreneur, C11 entrepreneur, is ready to apply for permanent residence. It usually happens in the second year of their operations, a successful operation in Canada. Okay, it's a long and now I want to give my tips. Uh, based on all these changes, what you should consider going forward and how, uh, what should be your focus, okay? First, eligibility. This pro program, now with all the changes and uh, clarifications, is, is a perfect fit for those who do not plan to spend significant time in Canada, but rather come to establish a business that is of temporary nature. One year, two year, but temporary, okay? Those who intend to establish businesses in remote areas. That's ideal. Because now Canada is, is uh, more welcoming those who will be developing local rural economies. And we at Sobirov's Law Firm have good relationship with many, many communities across Canada. Yesterday I spoke with uh, certain commu uh, several communities in Alberta. Alberta becoming a very popular province among my clients. And uh, yeah, if you want to establish uh, a business in rural Canada, in small communities, this C11 should be seriously considered by you, okay? And uh, the third category, those who offer unique service or product that is likely to benefit Canadians. That's a, that's a very open-ended um, uh, statement. So depending on your skills uh, and qualifications, you may argue that you have unique service that will benefit Canadians. Now. I, I, uh, I put the title evidence, evidence, and more evidence. <laughs> this is my tip. So include more evidence of, uh, about your language skills. If you don't have ILTS and you, are, you can take ILTS, take that test. Because it's just one certificate which proves your English language ability. And it's great. You, if your English is great, why not take the test and show it uh, as a document? And how you plan to improve your business in Canada, include that evidence too. 
uh, evidence regarding the impact of your business rather than your investment amount and job creation. Now focus, and we will do the same for our clients, we will focus on the impact. And within that analysis, location is important, the type of business is important, and most probably the surrounding businesses around your area, the intended area, is also important, okay? So, uh, collect support letters from local and regional organizations. If you can, go and talk to them online. They're very open to, to conversation of, if you, are, if you want to bring the business to a certain location, probably Chamber of Commerce or Entrepreneurs Association will be interested to speak to you. And also provide strong evidence about the ties to your home country. Don't disregard this because, again, temporary nature of your engagement in Canada forces you to show stronger ties to your home country, okay? This is not a permanent relocation to Canada. Provide evidence regarding the exit plan for your business. What, what are you going to do after temporary stay in Canada? Will you hire someone? Will you uh, give the management to somebody else and you remain as a shareholder, but the other more professionals will be running your business? So see what will be your exit strategy. Okay? Now, I, I, I promised at the beginning of my presentation, I have some questions for you. Please leave your answers as comments, and I thank you very much for, for that active participation. Based on this uh, new changes and clarification on C11 work permit, what do you think of these changes to the C11 work permit? Are they positive or are they negative? Do, do you like them or you don't like them? And say why and explain why you don't like them or why do you like them, okay? I would love to hear from you because this is how we learn from each other. You may learn something from me, I may learn something from you. Second question is, how much are you ready to invest in your Canadian business? How much I don't only focus on the money, how much time, how much effort, and what assets you want to invest into your Canadian business? Uh, so share, your, share it with us. And uh, the final question is, what stops you from moving forward with business immigration to Canada? What are the concerns you have? What are the fears you have? I want to know your fears. I want to know your um, uh, maybe hesitation points. And maybe I, I will try to give you more confidence by, by giving you some examples, giving you some uh, my previous examples. I, I, we always share our experiences on, on the website. And you can always see the success stories of how we did manage to bring uh, foreign entrepreneurs from, from outside of Canada to run businesses in this beautiful country. Okay, uh, if you want to speak to us about your options, contact us, book one hour strategy meeting today. If you find strategy meeting to be not helpful, we are ready to reimburse you the fee. Okay, don't worry about the fee. Many people ask why, you, why are you charging for your meeting? Because lawyers will participate in that meeting because we will discuss your strategy in that meeting and we will make sure that the meeting is useful and helpful for you. If not, if you say, no, I, I didn't get any benefit, any value from that meeting, by all means, just tell us, we, will, we are ready to reimburse it to you, no worries. And our team speaks many languages, probably we speak your language too, and we specialize only in business immigration. 
Visit our website, sobirovs.com, to book your meeting and learn more about what we do and how we can help you. So this is the end of my presentation. And let me come to, uh, to your questions because I, I love getting your questions. Here we go. And uh, okay, uh, here we go. Um, this is the question. Uh, I think I should put it right here. Um, Richard Dickens watching uh, from just down the road in Burlington. Thank you. Watching because we will need to renew C11 soon. Great. Thank you. Uh, we will be happy to, to help you with that. Um, so now another question, very interesting question from India. Uh, the username still lost. I hope I hope you you are you mean it in a positive way. I hope it's you are not lost, and I hope we will give you the right guidance. Okay, the question is: I applied to for C11 program on July 22nd. It's been six months. How long does it take to getting PR? Hmm. C11 work permit is a work permit program. It's not a PR program. Uh, maybe we are confusing. If you applied for a work permit. In July of this year, uh, I applied from India. How long it will take? Let me refer you to our website where you can go and choose, uh, see, for example, you want to see the processing times, the real processing times. You can say India, C11 India, and go read these success stories. And of course, please pay attention that some of these success stories happened during COVID lockdown, okay? During lockdowns, things were very slow and they are still slow. The official government website gives you some processing time estimates, but in real life, in real life, the processing times can be really different. So this, in these success stories, we discuss the real processing time, okay? I, I, I hope I'm referring you to this uh, right location. Go and see for yourself and see what our office has been uh, seeing in terms of uh, processing times, okay? All right, thank you for your question, still lost. Um, I am uh, Ramesh, Babu from, Ramesh Babu from Shanghai. Hello to, to Ram, uh, Ramesh from Shanghai. Thank you for joining. Do you have any questions? Please feel free to ask them uh, when you have time. Okay, Heidi Estrada, watching from Austin, Texas. We are looking to invest in a company and make permanent move to Canada. Okay, let's discuss, Heidi, uh, because um, it could be, uh, if you are a U.S. citizen, there are many other options because U.S. and Canada have a very strong relationship through free trade agreement. Let's discuss it. And as I said, uh, consider... Booking, booking a one-hour strategy meeting with our senior immigration lawyers and we will be happy to respond to all your concerns and what you're trying to do in Canada and guide you to the, to the, to the correct resources. And if we, if we are able to help you, we will, we will discuss it further, okay? Thank you for joining us from Texas. Uh, so uh, Sam Sam is asking a question. So a work permit through grocery store is not possible. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> the grocery store example uh, related to the location, okay? 
in a, in a big city, probably that will not be considered significant benefit by IRCC. In a small towns and rural areas, grocery store may be considered significant benefit. Okay? Uh, it doesn't mean that grocery store is not a good idea for C11. It depends where, what location and what will be the impact of your grocery store to that location, to that local economy. All right? Um, here we go. Very good question. Uh, Marco Basendowski. Thank you, Marco, for joining us. Uh, I was just wondering if IRCC will be flexible in the upcoming months assessing the temporary nature because people have prepared files and worked on their cases having plans to stay permanent in Canada. For instance, you started to working on my case a few weeks ago and we are already planning move end of February 2023. Okay, Marco, that's a good, good question. And if we haven't submitted the application yet, we will have to, it's, it's safe to update your application based on the new uh, guidelines and new clarifications of IRCC, okay? We will discuss it and uh, all our team members are aware of these changes and uh, the responsible lawyer that is dealing with your case will get back to you on that, okay? I will take a note because that's a very important note. So, Marco's question. And uh, we will get back to you on this, okay? And I'm, uh, I'm sure that uh, based on your plans to move end of February, and uh, of course, I cannot discuss the details of your case. Let me let let my team get back to you on this. Okay, Marco. Thank you. Um, LinkedIn user uh, of unknown name. Uh, greeting from Condar Global Solution in Vancouver, Canada. Greetings to Condar too. Thank you for joining. Um, Ram Bhutani is uh, asking the question: Does the do these new rules also apply to intra-company transfer program? No, this is specifically to that C11 program. Uh, that's, a, that's the short answer. Okay, uh, ready. Okay, good. Advisor for SM, SME. Thank you for joining. What is the pathway to PR from C11? How long will it take? The typical... Uh, we discussed two categories of applicants, right? Temporary and permanent. Permanent residence applicants who are applying for C11, they first applied through either PNP, Provincial Nominee Program. They came to Canada, did their, they, they are coming to Canada to run their program and to be nominated in the future, right? PNP is a, is a performance-based and then there will be a nomination at the end of the, uh, at the end of the, time at the end of the day you will get a nomination from P uh, province province where you are operating so those are considered permanent resident applicants right to come to canada they apply for c11 and there is another category of applicants is startup visa program startup visa program applicants they apply for pr first and then they apply for c11 work permit to come to canada to start their operation so these are the two main pathways but there's another pathway for temporary workers who are coming to Canada to run their businesses temporarily. After running it for at least one year, then their business can give them uh, a job offer which increases their points for express entry application. 
So this is another uh, possible avenue for uh, permanent residency through C11, okay? And uh, of course, depending on the circumstances of your case, when you come to Canada, because your spouse also comes to Canada on an on a open work permit, perhaps spouse can get Canadian experience and very good job here. Perhaps that spouse will be the principal applicant for your permanent resident application. So maybe, maybe that's, that's another option too. Okay, um, here we go. Uh, another question is what's okay we, we got this question so maybe it's a chance for innovative businesses N yes yes innovative businesses are also uh, if they prove benefit to Canada usually they are because they are innovative yeah could be a, a good good application basis for C11 Okay, very positive. Uh, I have already been in contact with your office regarding my business to, to offer immigrants a franchise opportunity. Where can I obtain a copy of your PowerPoint presentation? Um, well, this presentation, uh, I, I can share it. I will put a Google, uh, Google Drive link underneath this video. I, I didn't think that you would need a, uh, you would need a PDF uh, or P, uh, PPT of this presentation. But if you do need, I will take a note to put a link, link of the presentation. Okay. Uh, let me put it on the web and then share the link with you under this YouTube video. Okay. YouTube or whatever, you, whatever you, wherever you're joining us from. Uh, Heidi Estrada is... Um, uh, to clarifying something, investing in, in a Canadian business is different from establishing a new temporary or seasonal, for example, business. Oh, yes, I understand investment to mean a path to permanently remain in Canada. Well, uh, Heidi, just to clarify, there is no passive investment, uh, permanent residence immigration in Canada. So usually in, in certain countries you just give the money you invest and then you get permanent residence no there, there's no such option in canada in canada business immigration business immigrants they they are required to invest and actively participate in the business first they come on a work permit and then they make themselves ready for permanent residency through different ways so we we, we would be happy to to discuss those ways with you and uh, just passively investing into a business and expecting permanent residence from Canadian government, there's no pathway like that. There's no uh, so-called residency by investment program, okay, in Canada. It's actively managing the business and then applying for PR when you are ready for, for PR, okay? I hope this clarifies this uh, question. Okay. Um, Ali Rashid, um, Ali Rashid is, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing uh, it correctly. We intend to move permanently to Canada. Is, still, is C11 still a viable option as a result of temporary nature, stronger ties to homeland? Uh, it depends which, which will be your initial, uh, initial application. So if you come through PNP, yeah, PNP plus combining it with C11 is a, is a viable option. But just doing C11, you need to prove, as, as I mentioned in my presentation, you need to prove that you have stronger ties to your home country. Uh, it's a temporary, 
however, temporarily coming to Canada and then making yourself ready to permanent residency, it could be an option. As I said, uh, your company may give you a job offer which will make you more eligible with more points for express entry. So that could be an option too. However, for C11, just C11 application, you need to still prove, even if you have dual intent, if you have intent to come temporarily and at the same time you have an intent to, to establish yourself permanently, you need to prove, persuade the officer that they have, you, need, you, will, you will leave the country in due course and you have stronger ties to your home country. So uh, this is something to analyze seriously now with this recent changes. Uh, Bobby Pang um, is asking the following question. I've been running a company that, dis that distributes medical devices and consumables and does it have the opportunity to open a subsidiary in Canada to do the same as an entrepreneur? Uh, in general, yes. However, medical devices, they need to be uh, approved and certified by Health Canada. So there's a lot of licensing project. Uh, licensing process, excuse me. So if you want to sell medical devices, there, there are regulatory requirements by Health Canada. So you need to research that. Uh, because medical device, anything related to med, medical field usually is highly regulated in Canada. Uh, you may have one of the best medical devices in the world. However, to be able to sell them in Canada, you need to have the necessary permits and authorizations, okay? And consumables, are they medical consumables? If they are not uh, prescribed drugs, prescribed medicine, maybe uh, you know, it's just the vitamins, then you, can, you should still obtain some permits from Health Canada. This, this topic needs to be researched further. I'm not an expert in healthcare and medical regulations. However, in, in a nutshell, yes, you can open a subsidiary. The more important question is, can you sell those products in Canada? If yes, what needs to be done to be able to sell them in Canada? So uh, thorough research needs to be done. We have partners who will do research for you, uh, you know, do see what, are the, what is the market for those devices and consumables. They will prepare a detailed report. And if you want to get in touch with those partners, let us know and we can introduce them to you. And they, of course, they offer their services for a certain fee. They can do market research and uh, MVP and all these prep preparatory work before you apply. All right. Um, how to apply, Glenn Silvano. Um, how to apply is the first thing to do is to find the right lawyer who can do that for you, consult with them and see if you are the right fit for this program. If you are the right fit, and then you can move forward. We, we would be happy to speak to you if you, if you book one hour consultation uh, strategy meeting with us, we will be happy to discuss, okay? Um, uh, I think I answered this question, uh, Sam Sam. Uh, they apply only to C11, not intra-company transfer. How can I get startup visa? Well, uh, Vijay, it's a very generic question. Of course, by applying to Startup Visa, uh, there's a process and you can go to our website. There's a, there's a Startup Visa guide on our website under Startup. Go to Sobirovs.com, go to Startup, Startup Visa guide, 
this is the whole process on how to apply to that uh, startup visa program okay everything you can almost everything related to business immigration you can find at sobirovs.com website it is the website that we we are proud of and we share our very uh, valuable knowledge and experience with you go and read it for yourself if you have any questions uh, consider booking an appointment um, Berk, Berk uh, Bozbeolu, thank you very much. Uh, it's gr great to see you, Berk. Um, it's good to see you again. I hope uh, we will be working together on startup visa programs. Yes, uh, I, I'm aware of the conversations and we will, um, we will be happy to work with you as, as always. Uh, we had gr good experience with you and we continue, uh, continue working with you. Thank you very much. And thank you for your kind words. All right, Bahodr uh, Niyazov. Hi, uh, Rahmat. Hello again. My question is why IRCC is insisting for the entrepreneur to be a temporary base for C11 and at the same time must have a plan for permanent residence. Um, uh, Bahodr, there's a misunderstanding, I guess. As I said, there are two categories of people who apply for C11. One category is though, are those who have permanent residence goal in Canada. They come usually through provincial nominee program and startup visa program. Provincial nominee program is the program where you invest into a business in a province in Canada, in certain province. You come to Canada on a work permit, C11, but ultimately you are nominated for permanent residency. Okay, so the goal is permanent residence. Startup visa is also a permanent residence program. You apply for permanent residence. That application is being considered. In the meantime, you apply for C11 work permit. So a parallel application, right? So a PR application and work permit application. So these category of applicants are, are referred to as permanent resident applicants who are benefiting from C11 in the meantime while their PR is being considered. There's a second category of applicants which are temporary. They come to Canada just to do business. They can also apply to PR, uh, sorry, they can also apply to C11 work permit. So there are two big groups of people, okay? Permanent and uh, temporary. If you want to become permanent resident in Canada, ultimately, I think you should apply for C11 but then prove that you will come back to Canada, uh, come back to, from Canada to your home country. So C11 is a work permit, it's not a permanent residency and it has to be uh, proven that your engagement in Canada is temporary, one or two years or whatever years, but it's temporary, at the end of the day you will leave Canada. But when you come to Canada and run your business, there's another way to become permanent resident is through express entry, okay? Your company gives you a job offer that increases your points for per permanent residency uh, application on this express entry. At the moment, that's, that how, that's how many people do their permanent residence applications, okay? Um, here we go, Namono Nuru, what advice do you have for us who won't be able to go through the C11 pathway with the new changes Yet we want to buy a business and move to Canada. I'm a U.S. citizen. Then you also need to look into the NAFTA, which is previously called NAFTA agreement. Currently it's called 
Canada-US-Mexico agreement. It's called Kusma agreement. So uh, you need to look into that. And also look into the provincial nominee programs. If you, if you are interested in provincial nominee programs, you apply for PNP and come to Canada on C11 and ultimately become permanent residents after performing af- under the PNP program and province nominates you for permanent residency, okay? PNP's goal is you know, to bring entrepreneurs to, to run the business and then nominating them to become permanent residents. So C11 is not a bad, even with these changes, is not a bad pathway. You are, you are still good to pursue that. But it depends what avenue you will start with, which, which first step you want to make. Um, Bahadur is clarifying his question because I think most entrepreneurs' plan is to invest and own a business through C11 and get their PR. Um, I, would, I wouldn't agree totally with that. Yes, there are entrepreneurs who want to come to, as I described, the, the group, the permanent group. They want to come to Canada on C11 and get ultimately uh, permanent residence. But there are other uh, C11 applicants who don't want to stay in Canada. They want to kickstart their business and then go back to, to their home countries. It's not uh, by default that whoever applies for C11 will ultimately uh, have, a, have a goal to stay in Canada. There are many international business owners. They, they come to Canada to start the business. They go back to their home countries. Um, yes and no to this answer. Yes and no. Okay. Um, here we go. Um, I applied to uh, for C11 six months before uh, this before these rules applicable to my, uh, the is this okay? I'm I'm trying to read the question. I applied for C11 six months ago. Does this these new rules do these new rules apply to my application? affect my application. Uh, well, if you have applied already it, uh, and your decision has not been made, the officers may give you a chance to prove those new uh, requirements. However, if you already applied and the changes came in November, most probably your, your application will not be affected. However, I cannot guarantee if, if a decision has not been made, uh, you probably will maybe requested to supply new new evidence, new documents, and then they will make a decision. It's been six months, so it's, um, it's a long process, unfortunately. All right. Uh, hi, good morning, Sadiq Qureshi. Hello, Sadiq. Uh, good afternoon to you. Maybe good morning to us. Do these changes affect the ability to extend the C11 work permit? Uh, time while we apply for PR, will we need to gather more info than we already did a year ago and so a year or so ago? We are doing it via your law firm. Okay. Yes, probably you will pro- you will need to provide more information, more evidence of your activities in the last year and a half, and then uh, make it justification for extension of. Uh, of the C11 work permit. Uh, I think the best, uh, Richard, is to talk to the lawyer. Uh, I think Firuza is handling your case. Why don't you set up an appointment with her and talk to her? And I, will, I already took a note and um, I, will, I will remind your questions to her. All right, we got 
Okay. Hi. Hi, Sadiq. Um, Sam Sam is asking the question. I have an idea to establish a recruitment company to bring Canadians to work in the Middle East and experience the culture. So does this consider it an impactful business? Very interesting question. Unfortunately, I don't know the answer, uh, but it's an interesting project. It's, uh, it seems to bring lots of benefit for Canadians. However, does it stimulate the local economy in Canada? It may stimulate the economy in the Middle East. The analysis is a bit, you know, uh, is a bit uh, suspicious that yes, it brings uh, benefit to Canadians, but it brings them the, the, those benefits in Middle East, not in geographically in Canada. Yes, yes, uh, and no at the same time. I don't know the answer, but I'm just thinking out loud in terms of these new criteria of uh, significant benefit. That's a good question. Recruitment company to bring. Oh, yeah, let me, let me do this. Why do you have to open your recruitment company in Canada? Why don't you open it in the Middle East and try to attract Canadians? Why do you have to be in Canada? So that's, that's probably where the analysis will start. Is it necessary, is it vital that you be in Canada with your, with your recruitment services? Um, if you can still uh, headhunt and find Canadians willing to go to the Middle East to work. So that's uh, partially what the analysis will be in my mind. Okay, uh, I think that's it today. And again, if you have any, um, anything to discuss with us, to look into your options, current options, future options, I invite you to book a one-hour uh, strategy meeting with us. And we will delve into your issue and try to come up with a viable solution. Thank you very much for active participation today. And I want to say thank you for all those questions, amazing questions. I took some notes. And uh, next week, we will delve into the, another topic, I hope. And please note that starting from uh, 22nd of December, our offices will be closed for the new year. But of course, uh, like physically closed, but, and we will get back to office on January 4th. And uh, in the meantime, we are working hard to complete some applications of our outstanding clients. Thank you very much for those clients and for amazing five-star reviews that we are receiving every day. And I hope you have the best the rest of the week in a very pleasant way. Thank you for participation. Have a good night. Bye-bye.